podcast called Jane's Stories. If you will like this podcast, um, then you will know that I am seven years old when I read this book. And so, well, did you know that um, I'm using something to make this podcast that is really, that is really cool but free. And so we're just gonna, so we're gonna have just a little quick break and we'll get to the story. Okay, we're back. It's time for King Bob's New Book, episode one. And this book is by Tom D. Lewis, illustrated by Christopher Santoro. Long, long ago, in a land far, far away, much closer than you might think, there lived a king whose, whose priorities were all mixed up. Priorities are those things in your life that are most precious to you. And being like to you well um okay start over um priorities are those things in your life that are most precious to you like being kind to your friends and yourself eating healthy getting enough sleep brushing your teeth and keeping clean having having happy loving thoughts in your head and doing all the, and doing the things that make you feel good. Those are all splendid priorities. Um, the king's name was discom, um, was discombobulated. I think a name that took way much, too much time to say. Everyone called him King Bob. He had some strange ideas like. Clothes make the man, or you can lead a horse to water. But if you dress him up real nice, if you dress, but if you dress him up real nice, you can take him anywhere. And because the, because he was king, no one ever disagreed because they were afraid. King loved clothes, especially fancy new clothes. You know. He would sometimes change his clothes six times in one day. Oh, how he loved to show them off to everyone. You'd think a king would have something much better to do. Now, he lived on a farm in the mountains, just outside a town. Mr. and Mrs. Wright. A Mr. and Mrs. Wright, a good, honest man, his good, honest wife. 
folks called them Honest John and Honest Jane. You know, my name is Jane. Um, um, and, and they had a son, a good boy, who was called Junior, Honest Junior. His, his, well, Honest John Junior. Um, his mother and father told him to work hard. Um, to keep, to keep love in his heart, and always to tell the truth. Junior worked hard on his chores, and sometimes did the help of his horse. And sometimes, I mean, no, with sometimes the rest of his horse. Harry, um, Harry was the horse. On Sunday, the Ray family would ride their ox, their mule, and their horse. Harry, and go into town to to partake of the festivities, which included waving to the king every Sunday. It was a royal procession. Procession. I'm sick. I don't really know how to say that word. Just so you know, it's it's under five minutes right now. I'm gonna hurry up. Every Sunday. Every Sunday, um, come Willie or Nilly, royal subjects would line the streets and wave and cheer as the king would show off his brand new fancy clothes. Even the fountain in the center of the square seemed to seemed extra bubbly when the king walked by. The band would play peppy royal music. There were four violins played by the, played by the Smith Brothers. Um, and, and the court jester played, and the, and the court jester, and the, and the court jester played four trumpets at once. What a strain on his lips, but he was good. Two tubas were played by the Sweat Twins. Um... And the tambourine, drums, xylophone, and glockenspiel were played by, by the, by the Zusa brothers, by the Zusa drums, by the Zusa family. Ah, who were all really talented, especially Grandma Zusa. The king would put us on the streets under his canopy. A canopy was there just in case of rain or drizzle. You know, canopy was held up before then. His height was not exactly the same. What a sight. Sometimes King Val wore clothes that were so ostentatious, really, really fancy. People would snicker and wave, laugh and cheer all at the same time. Many of the law subjects thought, how foolish our king is. But no one said a word, because they, because they were a fool. One day, as winter was settling in, two donkeys clip-clopped their way into town. 
on the donkeys were two out of work tailors, Whale and Tail. Whale and Tail. Whale and Tail, um, Canavine, I think it was called. Um, well, possibly the two, the, well, possibly the two of the most dishonest brothers in the whole world took advantage of people wherever and whenever they could. They, they were called, they were what we call con men. They like to pretend, to pretend to be kind. They were not. Pretend to be kind. They were not. They were so true faith that if you look really quickly, you could actually see the two faces. They did have the gift of gab, however. After the townspeople, after the townspeople told, told um, after the townspeople told them all about their king wearing, wearing tail, went to the castle and asked to see him. They told him they could ha- they could weave magical cloth to make gold and silver threads laced with diamonds, rubies, and emeralds. And now, and in that really Europe, Europe is magical cloth is all the rage. Very, very chic, very posh, very in. And in that only pure pure the heart could see this this magic cloth. See, I told you they like to pretend. Can you imagine anyone believing such a thing? The king thought gold, silver, diamond, all the rage, chic, posh, chic, posh, in, that's for me. And I since, and and since I must be sure, huh? I am sure to see the clock. I think I'm pretty sure we're in tail lying. King Mar was so thrilled that he immediately ordered a new outfit made to be made of the magic cloth. He sent he sent to the treasury for the chef. Um, he sent to the treasury for the shiniest gold and silver threads. He sent for diamonds, rubies, and emeralds that sparkled so brightly it would make your eyes go twinkle twinkle. The tailors were paid a great deal of money and, and then set up their room in a special room where they began their week. They took the gold and silver diamonds, rubies, and emeralds hid them in their trunk pretended to be weaving the magic cloth. Everyone um um reminding everyone that only a pure heart will be able to see it. Since no one since no one wanted to be impure heart, not pretending to see the magic cloth, even the king. They were afraid. You know, these are some long episodes, just to remind you, because this is sort of a long book. And we've only gone through quite a few pages, but there's still long pages left, so. And we're already in 11 minutes, and 
like 51 seconds. 52, 53. I don't know. This song is Taylor's was long and hard pretending to make the magic form. After many fittings and many high teas with the king, Rob, the tailors announced that the magical royal robes were ready and that it would take at least three people to hold up the train. Uh-oh. The lion. The royal robes are ready, cried Carlos, the town crier. The very next Sunday, all the people came from every nook and cranny to see the king's new clothes. As the light snow was falling, everyone began um, lining the streets and lining the streets. Some brought picnic lunches, king crab cakes, chicken omelet, chicken omelet king, kings in a blanket. Great family was there, of course, because they loved the king. Junior, Junior sat high on Harry the horse so he could so he could see above the crowd. Look, look, the royal procession is coming! Shouted Big Barbara, the town baker. Hear the music! Hooray! fountain seemed to bubble happily. Even the clouds seemed to be smiling. Boom, boom. Listen, here comes the band, cried Carlos. Just a minute. Well. The town crier, he loved his work. Look, there's the king. Hooray, long live the king. Long live the... Oh. Oh, people were stunned, frozen. Even the birds stopped to look twice. No one said a word. King John, King, King, I mean, no, when Honest John saw, saw the king, he rubbed his eyes and looked again. The king is naked, he said. King and no clothes. Clothes on. Um, everyone gasped. Grandma Zuza fainted. About twelve people said, Oh my goodness. The little boy just smiled. He had told the truth, and he was not afraid. What did you say? asked the king. Listen, Walter, the wise man. Um, and said one of the wise men by the side of the road said, um, um, out of the month, Babs, babies, I think it says, oft times, oft, oft come, oft times come troops. I think I know what to say. I don't really know. There's, um, there's quite, there's quite a few pages. There's like, let's see.
just a second. I know it's been 16 minutes already. There's only four pages left. Just go with it, people. <laughs> Lily, the king said, then bring him here. Bring that boy here. The king looked straight into the eyes of the little boy. Do you like my new magical robes? What robes? King straightened up. Ah, uh, ah, uh, choo! He sneezed, waking up Grandma Zuza. God bless you, Your Majesty. Oh, yes, repeated all the people. God bless you, Your Majesty. The king was about to sneeze again when the boy said, Here. Here, Your Majesty. Please take this horse blanket. I'll keep you. It'll keep you nice and warm. And because he and because he liked the king so much, he took off Harry's old straw hat, turned into a crown, and placed it on the king's cold head. The king, now covered by Harry's horse hair, the Harry horse's hairy blanket, said, "Um." Saying, you mean I took the innocence of this honest boy to make me understand the foolish I was pretending to see the magic cloth? Did any of you see the magic cloth? Everyone shook their heads. No. And all of it, and all you went along with, the royal subject said, uh huh. And I was naked all the time. Uh huh. You knew it. You could all, you could all see. Uh huh. I thought I felt a giraffe. Cried the queen. Cried the king. King's face grew serious. He slowly turned toward Wearing Tail, who was just starting to leave with a trunk full of royal goodies. And what do you two have to say for yourselves? Asked King Bomb. We, we would like to make we would like to make a donation of all the gold and silver diamonds um rubies and emeralds and give them back to the king interrupted you will give them back to the people my royal subjects well you well, you should have heard the roar of the crowd what a happy noise woof then the king shouted, You, wear and tail. Wear and tail froze in their tracks. Come here, said the king. Wear and tail threw themselves on his mercy. The timing was perfect because the king had just learned something very important. And was feeling a bit merciful. Wear and tail, said the king. I forgive you. You will be put, you will be put back to work making warm clothing for all the needy subjects in the kingdom. Ha ha. A good, honest job at last. Why, if it wasn't for your shenanigans, I never would. This time, the king interrupted himself. Hush, I want to say something to my people. The court jester blew his bugles. Oh, he was so good. Suddenly, everyone was quiet. The king realizes that 
the king paused, and my values were all mixed up. So my kingdom was all mixed up. And now I see why it's not the clothes on a person's back that are important. What is important is the feeling of love in one's heart. And that will and that will um Priority from this day forth. Oh, how the people cheered, and, and and from deep down in their hearts they shouted, "Hooray for the king! Long live the king!" The, ha- the king was so happy. A tear, a happy tear, came to his eye. Um, that happens sometimes. He picked Junior up in his arms. "Long live the king!" whispered Junior. "Long live the king!" King hugged the boy ever so gently. The crowd cheered with love. The king smiled. For the first time in his whole life, he smelled like a horse, felt like a king. Okay, so that was our podcast for. So that was the first episode of our podcast. And this episode was called King. Bob's new clothes. Goodbye.